When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 114, Beware of the Purple Pants Podcast. I have the honor of serving as your oh-so-humble and gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. What it do? How has everyone been doing? I hope you had an amazing weekend. I hope you got time to spend with your family. And more important, I hope you got time to spend with yourself. Okay, listen, it's beware season, okay? We got to beware of those negative energies around us. We got to protect our peace, okay? Sometimes them beware energies, listen, sometimes they come in the form of your spouse. Sometimes they come in the form of your kids. Sometimes they come in the form of your friends but listen you got to protect your peace and remember that you come first baby boy had a not so busy weekend you know i had put out an extra episode of the purple pants podcast i interviewed big d from big brother baby and listen i read the comments i see listen we got to give people the chance to evolve and to grow okay listen and i'm gonna leave it at that okay the weather is mighty mighty changing changing the other day i felt like i was in my kitchen trying to you know clean up a little bit and it was like six o'clock and i was like oh it's darn near dark out <sighs> i gotta i gotta beware that you know the seasons are really changing and it gets dark early so listen i'm trying to keep my mental uh health and you know my 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 mind and body in a peaceful place okay i'm trying to get these projects together and i had ran into a finasco this weekend but i ain't even going to address it this week i'll talk about it next week because listen baby boy is still a little stressed out about it but i hope everyone is doing well if you haven't already Please make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. You can find us there. Hit the subscribe button. Write a review. Okay, give your baby boy some five stars. Listen, we got a jammy jam, jam jam, jam-packed episode for you guys this week. So listen, I won't ramble on too much more. So let me give you the rundown of this week's episode. Beware. We got the church announcement. 
announcements after the church announcements we welcome back Wendell Holland and listen we is breaking down everything from last week's episode of Survivor and this week's Survivor News and listen if you watched the episode like I watched it you're gonna need this recap because it was a lot going on and then we welcome back the baby boy Aman we've got our casual tea listen we are talking Dave Chappelle and that new Netflix special who we're talking the Facebook Instagram outage and the whistleblower we're talking that photographer that deleted the photos when they wouldn't offer her a plate and listen we're talking our B2K Amorian and Little Fizz so listen you definitely want to check in and Miss Barb is back for another installment of Barb's message and we got Freak of the Week so listen we got lots to do so let's get into these church announcements On this week's church announcements, I wanted to have a conversation with everybody. You know, the title of this podcast is Beware. And I was having a conversation with a friend last week and they were, you know, in a position where they don't love their job and a new job had came about and they were nervous to apply for it. And, you know, I was like, Absolutely. I think that you should apply for it. Uh, My friend was like, you know, they're not sure if they're qualified for it. And if they don't get the job, like, you know, they don't want it to be like troublesome on their workplace. And I had to like, you know me, I'm good for screaming. But I really had to like reassure my friend that like everything that we have gone through in this last like year and a half has like prepared you for this new job and uh, go for it. Uh, Don't psych yourself out. Don't worry about the possibilities of what happen if somebody find out that like you know not like we are not meant to like be at these jobs and sit there forever uh i would hope that you are with a company that wants you to grow with inside the company um and if not then listen we need to look outside the company and so i really had to reassure my friend that like you should absolutely apply what's the worst thing that could happen so beware purple pants posse of the spirit of doubt of the spirit of not knowing your worth of the spirit of staying complacent we have to be aware of those things and we need to conquer them okay listen if you feeling like you know you you want to do something and you're scared do it Okay, call me and I can scream at you and tell you you need to do it. But listen, we got to be aware of those spirits that will literally tell us like, no, don't do it. Stay here. Like, nope, nope. We can't beware of comfortability. Comfortability. Okay, we have to grow. We have to evolve. And I am like, I always say, I don't know who need to hear this, but more than likely I'm talking to myself because there are a lot of situations in my life where I am just comfortable and I don't look to excel or I don't look to leave just because of the simple fact of like I'm just complacent so I really wanted to put it on the hearts of the Purple Pants Posse and anyone that is listening beware of those spirits that hold you back go for what you want to go for even if you're not qualified for it okay listen I know a lot of people and a lot of jobs that ain't qualified for it okay my manager being one of them anyway uh, listen go for it don't psych yourself out don't be scared to be great. It's a man who is a man you being potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a man you being potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And 
fans, we are back this week. That's right. It's your favorite two baby boys. It's Bryce Isaiah and the one, the only, it's the Wendell Holland back. Welcome. What's popping? What it is, Brycey boy. What's good? What's going on? I'm listen. I'm confused. Okay, I'm lost. I'm confused and I'm lost. Aren't we all? But it's oh. okay. So I mean, listen. Without further ado, let's just get into Survivor episode three. What you got? All right. So we start off with our girl Liana on Yasa, the Yellow Tribe, and she has kind of an emotional, uh, emotional confessional of her kind of crying and because she didn't make a a, a big move on Xander the night before. Uh, she wanted to get him out and then they show her by the fire and there's something right near her. It's the beware advantage and she doesn't see it. Mm. Mm. Beware because I don't want it. Mm. <laughs> so the next morning, our girl Tiffany finds it and she uh, Evie's right there with her um, and she in her confessional, she says that she wouldn't have shared it with them. But she ends up sharing it with them. Um, remember what? Remember what I was saying, like with Xander, how when Xander found it, and how Evie and Voce were right there. I wonder if that was the same thing for Xander, because I'm like, why? Why would he share it with them? So I mean, they are putting it, especially this episode, putting it in plain sight, and her grabbing it, and then having the girls right there. That kind of sucks. Like, what would you do in that position, being as though you won and played twice? Yeah, it's it's easy to say you don't want to share anything with anybody and you'd hide it and you'd do this and that. But I guess in the moment and this advantage was literally sitting on the fire pit. So it's in plain sight and you got to be kind of smooth to be able to grab that and just keep it moving. I think Tiffany might have been a little a little startled when she found it like, oh, my gosh. And you couldn't hide that. I would have loved to hide it in the cut. But, uh, yeah, she ended up sharing it with uh, with her tribe and the. The Beware Advantage says you got to get on a boat that night and head to another island. So that's what she has to do. And then we move on to the Ua tribe, the green tribe. Ua. Ua. And it seems like there's like a party going on on the beach. JD is sitting sitting down there joking with everybody. He does his Ream impression. He mm. does his Woo impression. You know Woo. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He to cover the Bryce Isaiah 2022 Zaddy calendar. Okay. Okay. I know that's right. And so they're out there joking around and everything. And Brad wakes up and the industrious person that he is, he decides to start like starting a fire or something, doing some kind of, he starts building something or whatever. And being around the camp, he sees the beware advantage. So he grabs it. He's a little awkward at, at grabbing it. He buries it. And he says, the early bird gets the worm. If I you mean, at, go ahead. No, I mean, if you ask me, you're right. Uh, but I, I do wonder, like, I always think, like, we see this, uh, this dilemma on Survivor, especially when there's such an age gap. There seems to be like the younger kids kind of like, you know, enjoying the morning while Brad's like, listen, we got to get to work. Um, and so I always like caution people with that because it's like, although you might want to get to work, it's still a social game. So it's like you can't leave yourself isolated so much. You can't always want it to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Can't force the issue. You got to you got to take a temperature. You got to see what other people want to do. And if they ain't trying to work, um, you can either do a little bit by yourself and, and also hang with them or you just got to hang with them. But anyway, in his case, in in Brad's case, hanging back. He the early bird got the worm. He got the advantage. And uh, that that's that's another another thing for him. 
Then we jump over to the Blue Tribe, Luvu. Luluvu. We have uh, your girl Sydney telling Danny what Nasir woke up and told her. So, in the, and we get a little flashback to the middle of the night where um, Nasir says that they need to target Danny. Uh, Nasir going after the brothers. First it was Deshaun, then it was Danny. Um, I I look at this twofold. Like I feel like for me, Nasir is really wanting to connect with somebody. And ultimately he might feel like he is a target. So what do you do when you're a target? You gotta play the game. So I'm not mad at him per se, but it's like, baby boy, you got to read the room. Like literally everything that you are telling these girls, they go back. And tell everyone. And Nasir's like, she's playing a double game. But is she or is she really just playing you? Mm. And and Nasir, yeah, he's he's the one targeting people. So he 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 told her that in the middle of the night. She tells everybody. Everybody. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, because she's powwowing with them and he's kind of just doing his thing and, and I guess isolating himself a little bit. But when he's back around them, again he brings up, he kind of apologizes and says that English is his second language. I, I, I mean, I, I guess with the cultural barrier and the language barrier, it might be a little difficult for him to kind of find his footing. But he is he's leaning on that as as his uh, as his excuse, it seems. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I for me, I just feel like he feels like he's othered. Maybe it is a language thing and that he might not be connecting with everyone. You know, you want to just plant seeds. But unfortunately, he's just planting the wrong seed because I wonder if he was not doing these things when it came down to it, would they target him anyway? Or would they like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he is just creating an unnecessary target for himself. However, I sympathize with him because I've been on a tribe where I've been othered and I, at least I applaud him for doing something and, uh, you know, trying to make things work. And you never really know with survivor, how it's going to like shake out, but he is just coming on a little too hot and a little too strong. Coming on a little hot and strong. And if you fast forward to the end of this episode, we see a little snippet from next week where I think Danny is speaking about Deshaun's pitching the idea of throwing the challenge. Oh, so and I don't know if they're throwing it to get out Nasir or if something shady goes on with someone else. But who knows what's going to happen in the future? Who knows if they were playing some seeds or, or what have you? But uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see. What happens with Luvu? Because they're such a strong tribe. They keep winning. And now there's a little dissension in the tribe. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But also um, on that island, Sydney sees a package in plain sight, walks up and grabs it. She also finds a beware advantage. Oh, listen, I I'm good. Like I said, keep it. I don't want it. Burn it. <laughs> right. But I mean, your first time playing Survivor, you want to you want to grab everything you can grab. And if you see a, and it, I don't know, man. I don't know. Nobody's nobody's leaving that. So far, no one has been leaving it. So we'll see. True. So we jump over to the Green Tribe, Ua, and we see a lot of people looking for stuff. JD's looking for an idol. He's hype. And it seemed like everyone was looking for stuff except for Brad. And they're all they all go to like powwow and they look defeated. And we get a flashback to Brad finding it earlier with Jeannie. Uh, now, what do you what do what do you make of these flashbacks? Now, I know in the first episode Jeff said we might see stuff 
earlier than what the players are seeing, or they might know more than us. Because when I watched it and I saw Brad and Jeannie get the idol, I was confused, okay? This added to my confusion of the episode. Because I was like, wait a minute, I thought he found the Beware idol by the fire. How all of a sudden, him and Jeannie? Uh, and then you, you, I, I was confused. But the one thing that I do like about Brad is that wh- what have I been saying the last two episodes? He's loyal, okay? He didn't brought Jeannie in it. And when we saw him on his confessional, he all like, me and Jeannie found the idol. Then when they do the flashback, <laughs> Jeannie was like three feet away. You found the idol. Mm-hmm. She might have been more than three feet away, but... Again, he, he found it. He's one of these uh, straight shooters, very loyal. She was looking with him, and it's clear that those two are very tight, very locked in. So he finds it. He lets her know. Um, eventually, he, he also pulls Shan to the side, and he's like, look, I found this, and I found this. I got the idol. It comes with a twist, and I got the beware advantage. Mm. Now, if I can speak a little bit about this idol he found. Okay. Speak on it. He found uh, whatever they call it, like a three-way shared idol, which I think it just means once the three of them find it and make their announcements, they all have idols. I don't think it's them sharing an idol. But Brad's phrase is, I didn't realize this till now, broccoli is just small trees. Now, what did Brad actually say? Oh, my goodness. So, okay. (laughs) So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We got a, a couple more little things to, to touch on. Okay, um, we'll break it down. Okay, so so that night, the people that found the Beware Advantage have to sneak off to this island. So it seems as though Brad's tribe is like sleeping on the beach or something. They're all just sleeping a few feet away from each other. Brad wakes up, and he builds some kind of a body. <clears throat> a scarecrow, okay? This is a survivor first. A scarecrow. <laughs> Brad builds a scarecrow, and you you see uh, JD's eyes opening, and we might we think something might happen, but Brad's able to sneak away after building his scarecrow that I don't think anyone would believe is a person. He sneaks away, and then Sydney and Tiffany sneak away also, and they get to this island where... They have options. The options are you can either get a tarp or get a steal a vote. And in traditional form, how they've been doing all season, if all three people go to steal it, then they all lose the vote. If three people go for the tarp, then they all get the tarp. But if there's a split, the people that ask to steal it will get to steal it. And the people that ask for the tarp just don't get anything. Now, I thought that like it should have been like reversed, in my opinion. I felt like if it was a split, I felt like the people that wanted the sensible thing should get the sensible thing. And the people that wanted to be greedy would not be able to be greedy. Do that make sense? Or it's a little strange because this incentive, I don't know. It's because you want to send people back with something good in their pocket. Like ultimately Survivor, you want to get some of these cool advantages out there. And I know a lot of people are complaining that there's there are so many twists and advantages and too much going on. It's a lot. It is a lot. But if 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 it was a split and then someone just goes home with a tarp, I don't know how that move. I don't know how that moves the needle in the game any or how how that changes something. I mean, I I guess it doesn't. I guess I think it's just more logical. Like if you want to be sneaky, you don't get rewarded. But if you're being logical, you get rewarded because when Sydney and Tiffany did not get the tarp. I was like, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I understood the rules, but I just felt like it should be the other way around. And it almost incentivizes the person to be sneaky. Right. Yeah. And but then if y'all, it only doesn't incentivize you if you all sneaky. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's, uh, let's keep it moving. So the next morning, Brad gets his steal a vote because he chose to steal. And, and at, he, go ahead. I'm about to say at this point for me in the edit, I'm just like, well, damn, he's got everything. He's got everything. And I'm like, it, it's reminding me of it. Was it Malcolm or it's just, just reminding me a lot of like, you have, you have so much. It's almost like, bitch, you going to just don't, don't F it up. Like, don't mm-hmm. F it up. He's got so much, but he also, because he has that beware idol advantage, he doesn't have a vote. Right. So that's, that is like, that's a killer, man. That, yeah. that thing hurts. Nope. Put it back. Okay. Cause if you read it, it say, leave it here for somebody else to find. I got a gift for you. Cause I don't want it. I got a gift for you. Cause I don't want it. I got a gift for you. Cause I don't want it. All right. So yeah. So he should have, you think he should have like took a, a refund policy or something? Listen. He should have done something. Anyway, so now we have Brad with extra loaded pockets. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Time out. But wait, why did Joe Minda text me and was like, I know you didn't just say the 3D's got you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And it's the loaded pocket this week, Joe. What's good? Oh, my goodness. I can't. I quit. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. We get to the challenge. Okay. And this challenge upper grabs is immunity for two tribes and a fruit reward for two tribes. Oh, oh. <laughs> so we get a little check in from Jeff. How are we feeling? <laughs> and our boy, um, this is when we get to hear our, from our boy, Brad. Ooh, he's he says something about the salt water getting to his pants and like he thought something and he's withering away. And he said, I feel like a broccoli. Right. Broccoli grows little bunches on trees. So I feel like a little broccoli tree, I guess. And to that, our boy Xander. uh, I think Jeff might have asked Xander, like, what do you think of that or something like that? But Xander then kind of slickly gets his phrase in there to the tune of. I know I probably sounded absolutely delirious when I said that. I truly believe that butterflies are dead relatives saying hi. So he his. His seemed a little more seamless while our boy um, Brad seemed a little bit he a mess, a, a mess all over the place. He drew a target to himself. My thing is like, listen, I would have rehearsed the lines. OK, even when he was about to say it, he like took a big gulp was like, I, I feel like a broccoli brother. That's not it wasn't even the right line. It was like, and mind you, I was wondering if they would like be able to use that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, would they be able? But I mean, that's here nor there. I, yeah. And we don't know. And the third line wasn't said because nobody on the other tribe found theirs yet. But anyway, we're in the challenge. We have a lot of uh, creative dives in this challenge. Oh. People are just diving however they feel like diving. That's cool. We have uh, the dreaded rope bridge. We've oh. seen people mess up this rope bridge before Tiffany was kind of struggling on the rope bridge in the episode. So blue Luvu gets to the sand first. They dig up their bag first. Luvu is the, the big strong tribe. We know we assume that they would get there first. Then the green tribe, then the, uh, the hot mess tribe yellow. 
But when they get when they get to the final stage of this challenge, it's a bunch of little platforms suspended by some like metal where you have to throw sandbags and land them. You have to land them on these little platforms that are high, like 10 feet high or what have you. And this is the part that kind of like equalizes the tribes. This is not a brute force thing or anything like that. This is like a circus game. You just have to land sandbags on these little platforms. So, and so just so I'm clear, it's not a basketball hoop where you would do a layup. This is not a basketball, nor are we on a basketball court, nor do Mm. nobody has basketballs in Mm. hand. Mm. But my man, my guy, Lil Bruh, my dude JD decides decides to pull up and do a little layup. A layup. I mean, go ahead. I, I mean, like, he was jumping in front of it and throwing it behind him. Right. I'm like, you know what? JD, make me come through this screen. <laughs> Bryce, that looked like one of your layups. No, don't do That's that. Don't do that. First of all, JD, I would have dunked it, okay? <laughs> what took me out with JD was not only once, because he did, like, a running jump. I'm First of all, I'm like, fix it, Jesus. Like, I... Listen, I might not be that eye hand coordinated, but I know if you run and jumping, trying like because you know he did it like three more times. I'm like, oh baby, tag him out, tag him out. And Shan was like, no, we're not doing the NBA. Just try to yes, talk to him. Yes. Probe said something to him. Shan said something to him. He was just he was trying to get his moment. My man was trying to do do his little finger roll. He was he tried it and he I, tried it again and it didn't work. Okay, it didn't work. Whew. But. My man Deshaun, on the other hand, oh, Deshaun sinks a few of them. Deshaun does his thing. No, I wasn't even mad at Deshaun. I wasn't even mad. Uh, and I'ma just say, Zaddy Xander, okay, over there, okay, struggled a little bit, mm-hmm. but boom, okay, boom, yep. okay, boom. I said, oh, come on, Xander. Xander was catching up too. So Deshaun wins for the the Blue Tribe. Xander comes in second. Um, and actually Tiffany for, for the yellow tribe sunk one too. So they come in second and then, uh, Ua, the green tribe comes in last. Yes. But they did have to sub Brad in. I mean, Brad for a couple of seconds and baby Brad just practically just lifted his arm up and put it on top of there. Okay. Yeah. He's like six, five. Okay. He did it with ease. So after this challenge, we go to the Ua tribe. Ua. We got Brad. He has no idol and no vote. Brad is kind of pointing to JD and telling people to vote for JD. Mm-hmm. JD decides it's an appropriate time to go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh. Okay, all right. <laughs> when JD leaves for the restroom, for the aqua dump, for wherever he's going, oh. when JD leaves to go to the quote unquote restroom, he's fully clothed. <laughs> when he comes back, he's topless. And he has something hanging out of his pants. Oh, 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 are you excited to see me, JD? Oh, man, my <laughs> man. So, so Shan's like, um, what is that in your pants? <laughs> and so she, he gets caught. He has his, uh, his extra vote that he won from his previous trip from, to the extra vote island. Yes, the trek to the extra vote island. Now, what took me out with that was when Ricard and Shan walk off with him, he's like, all right, 
I guess I'm going to tell. What do you say? I'm going to tell I, y'all. I'm going to have to come clean. I, no, he didn't say I'm going to have to come clean. He said something to the effect of like, let me bring y'all in. And Shan like, baby boy, you're not bringing us in when you we caught, caught you. Okay. Yes. Yes. And she goes in her confessional. She's like, yo, he's sloppy. And she, uh, she tells Ricard, she's like, we have to vote out JD. And what I loved about the interaction with Ricard and Shan was we saw Ricard saying, because mind you, the, the editing is just real shady. They, they not showing us everything because for instance, Jeannie said Brad was her closest alliance this episode. Well, where? We never saw y'all talk. And so even the last episode, Ricard said Shan was his close alliance. And I'm like, where? Because Shan close with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think this episode, we really got to see the dynamics of Shan and Ricard. Yep. And another thing that I will, again, I was pondering while I was watching the episode. I understand why Shan and them are so mad at JD. But at the same time, like he playing the game. Like he not, he don't have to tell y'all. I mean, this, the mistake is that he got caught. For real, for real. Uh, but like, can y'all really be mad at him for keeping something because he's playing? Like, I don't know. It, it just is like the game of Survivor is so like it's a really a mind app because it's like everyone's playing the game for themselves. But if you get caught playing the game for yourself, then you're a target. But it's like the whole point of the game is to play the game for yourself. Exactly. So, and I've seen a lot of comments saying that they should have went went harder for JD. But we'll get there. So, so Shan says we have to vote out JD. Ricard kind of turns it. He says. No, we should consider blindsiding Brad. Mm. And he says, I don't trust JD or Brad, but it seemed like he'd rather vote out Brad. Then JD offers mm-hmm. this extra vote to Shan. He says, uh, here, hold this for me. This is, this is, you know, my sign of whatever. This is my olive branch. So he gives this extra vote to oh. Shan. All I kept thinking about was Eric Rakenbach, okay? When he gave that idol to, was it Courtney? Or I like to give this idol to Courtney, like thinking that it was going to protect him. Mm-hmm. And it did not. I, I understand the predicament that JD is in. Like, clearly, Shan is the nucleus. They all know that. Um, and you have to get in good graces. But I'm just saying, as much as a super fan as baby boy JD is, like, he should know this ain't going to end up good for you, baby boy. Yeah, that's a that's a very risky move, to say the least. And I don't think he needed to do that. That was something he offered her. So I, I question him needing to do that. I, I, I think it did work because we see that she realized, like, I have him in the palm of my hand. And so, again, you know, information is knowledge and survivor. And so, like, the fact that he is indebted to her um if she were to keep him around, that might pay dividends for her as opposed to somebody like Brad who got all of this stuff. He can constantly use it. And like it really I understand her decision is basically what I was trying to say. Do you see her giving it back to him? Probably. I don't know. It depends. It depends if she on the pulpit that Sunday or if she's sitting in the, the, the church in the back. OK, because he's sitting in the back. She might not give it back. But if she preaching on Sunday, she gonna give it back. Mm, okay. All right. If I were her and I might say I might have some conditions attached to it. Oh. I'll give it back to you at whatever number. Uh final twelve or something oh. like that. I might I might do something like that. Well, anyway. isn't it only good to final six though? Yeah, it's good to final Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So I'm still confused from the episode. My math ain't that good. Okay, never uh, mind. Never mind. Know these things. Go ahead. Okay. So 
Fast forward, she says, I'll give it back to you when you aren't grounded anymore. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so that, that's her saying, you know, he's, he's got to prove something first and then, and then he'll get it back. So anyway, we get to tribal. Ricard, he says something to the oh, of not, oh. not just wanting strong people, but he wants people he can trust. And Jeannie, oh. Jeannie's like, she says something like, well, I got I'm I'm securing my alliance or something like that. And he looks at her and says, she spelled my name right when she wrote it down. Uh, so uh, I now see I started in that interaction. I'm like, OK, I think Ricard understands that Jeannie and Brad are close. <laughs> and he knew Jeannie wrote his name down. So he knows his squad is. Shannon JD and him and he believes that Jeannie and Brad are close so I think that was why he really wanted to get Brad as opposed to JD I think that's why he was trying to convince Shan to go for Brad which makes total sense keep the number strong that makes sense and I feel like I understood that but just hearing you describe that it's like wow also makes me say baby boy Ricard first of all he know how to throw shade okay cause that's something I would have did and he knows this game Ricard is the real threat here mm-hmm. and and I, I like Ricard man I like him I see him going far in this game yes, yes. I I I predict he at least makes the merge because listen for me y'all know making the merge is like winning so when I say if I say somebody at least make the merge y'all know I I practically saying they won so I think that Ricard for sure uh, makes the merge and again he can even use like JD to be like I convinced Shan to keep you so like I mean they're just in really good positions yeah they are they are I think. Ah oh, man, I can see him top eight maybe. I can I can see oh. him going. So anyway, so we get a lot of JD content in uh, in tribal. We get some crystal and mosquito oh. analogies, oh. and we get him talking about Survivor making who he is and. Mm him being bullied and him going and having Survivor and watching the Malcolms and the Ozzies and loving Wu and that Survivor's what molded him. And we're thinking that, you know, this is his, his farewell. Yes. And I didn't really like that. I didn't like Jeff essentially being like, JD, you want to give you eulogy right now if this is your last time talking? I ain't like that. Because, like, first of all, I would have been like, don't put that energy me on me, Jeff. I know you got a, a throat loss in you this week, but uh, no. However, y'all know I be emotional. Um, so Survivor, like, you know, can just take me there. First of all, I was screaming at you. I started the episode screaming at him for doing a layup. Then he out here doing his eulogy. First of all, talking about some legends. Oh, Z. Talk about this why he wear a chain. Uh, cause oh, Z. And you know, oh, Z in there. Bryce Isaiah 2022. I'm like, maybe I need to uh, be considering JD. But for him to say all of that stuff and for me to be like, um, someone that has got teased in school, someone to like that I know what it means to find solace i know what it means to find solace in something and for me it was like destiny's child so hearing him say say my name say my name if no one is around you say baby i love you if you You ain't running gays say my name oh oh if no hold on kelly kill your hands with this michelle kill your hands with this 
Wendell, hey. get your hands on this. I don't, I don't think, think they can handle this. Woo! Uh, Barely uh, move. We've uh, arrived. Uh, Look, it's okay. All right, all right, sorry, sorry. Listen, don't get me started on. Now that you're out of my life, I'm so much better. Thought that I'd be weak without you, but I'm stronger. You thought that I'd be broke without you, but I'm richer. You thought that I'd be sad without you, I live harder. You thought that I'd be broke without you, but I'm richer. You thought that I, I don't know. I'm a survivor. I'm not cookie. Okay, all right. Listen. Don't listen. Don't listen. Anyway. Whoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just emotions taking me over. Heart up this sorrow. Oh, lost in my soul. But if you don't come back, come home to me. Come home to me, Ozzy. I can see your halo. Oh, that's Beyonce. I'm Destiny Child. Halo, halo, halo. Okay, first of all, I ain't I even need know you. I a soldier. Oh, oh, <laughs> if it's that and say, I'm checking for a better piece And you're looking at me, I need a soldier. I like the boys over there, they looking strong tonight. Might want to give up all tonight. Oh, he looking good in the song tonight. Okay, all right. Listen, we're just upgrade ya. Oh, oh, pardon, let me up. For VS, VVS stones. Uh, listen, anyway, like I said, I found solace in Destiny's Child. So to hear JD say that Survivor was his solace. And, you know, part of me was thinking like he could just be lying, you know, just saying whatever he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for him to like have those receipts and to like show the necklace that Ozzy wore, to be quoting Wu, it really got me emotional listening to him. Yeah. So he, it's, it's clear. He he's a youngster and Survivor has done so much for him. And now he's out here living out his dream. And that's he's swinging for the fences and he's doing a lot. It's uh he's he's a great guy to watch out there. And he's not make he doesn't make all the best moves, but it's it's I I think he's he's got a lot of people watching him and a lot of like the youngsters are going to look at him and want to play like JD. Absolutely. I I I'm predicting that they keep saying like the new era and I hope that JD is one of the people that is in the new era and we talk a lot about diversity and we just um I just love to see a young black man that loves Survivor that like wants to be there. Are you crying? Uh, I'm getting I told you it like it got me a little emotional and like either wetting your whistle or crying. Listen, are you are you crying? I mean, it, it just like to think he's naming all of these people, Ozzy, Malcolm and like woo. But like Bryce, he's naming but, all these people. Yeah. Ozzy, Malcolm, woo, Bryce. Oh, he ain't named me. But like just sometimes Survivor doesn't always make like the black people that the, the star. And so I just I hope I see that in J.D., I don't know where this emotion just came from. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Bryce, that's okay. You, do you need a hug, brother? Yes, from Ozzy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce is crying over Ozzy. Now, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to give JD his flowers. I don't know how long he's going to be in the game, but he's out here playing hard, and I know he has a lot of people watching him, and he's going to inspire a lot of people. And he is the he is a an, a a a modern day any of his heroes he's he's one of them he's going to be one of these great characters so if you're listening jd much respect you got bryce over here crying Uh, shut up 
it, I don't know. I just I started thinking about like my nephews and and like role models. And um, I know this is only episode three, but like he- hearing his eulogy, not his eulogy. I shouldn't say that. Hearing him say all of that stuff, I don't know why it, it struck a chord with me. And uh, again, like I just say that a, a lot of the times we don't have like people. For me, it's very big to have like somebody that you look like sounds like you to like for you to look up. So I just think of like all the little like black boys at home that make like that. The fact that they could like model themselves after somebody like JD. Um, I just think it's great. And I like, I don't know why it took me there, but it just was really all of the stuff that he was saying that I was just like, wow. Like it, it just, um, I love his energy for the game. I'm going to agree with you and just say one last thing. Uh, I appreciate them, them getting that kind of content in there. Yeah. And we might not have seen that kind of content years prior. And it's it's good to see something like that. And it's good to see the the spectrum of the diversity um, within this cast, because J.D. is like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. We've never seen his prototype like, you know, we Davey was the first black nerd we saw. And like uh, J.D. is the the first of his somewhat survivor archetype. And I love it. Um, like break the mold. You don't have to subscribe to what people tell you to subscribe. Just subscribe to what you want. And again, that's just why I um I really do enjoy JD. But I don't want to make it seem like a JD fest over here. But right. So so um so we get to voting, and we you know after this this JD edit in the in tribal, it's really looking like JD's going home. And after hearing some of the things people say, it's really sounding like he's going home. But the votes tell a different story. Definitely. Before we get to the votes, though, um, another quick thing I want to talk about is Shan. Um, uh, Again, I love her edit in the sense of I like the fact that we've seen it time and time again where they want somebody out and someone in their alliance tells them something else. And Shan, in my opinion, from what we see as viewers, is practically the leader of that tribe, as quiet as his cat. Mm-hmm. And instead of like her going like, no, it needs to be JD, she was able to listen to like her closest ally and go with like what he said. And when Shan was talking about her growing up and her mom and dad divorced and they asked her uh, who do you want to live with? And naturally she chose her mother and her dad started crying and how she related that to like this predicament was very like touching. And for me, I like, cause if y'all don't know, y'all already know I have a degree in the comments. So, you know, I was like, I like to read the comments after uh, social media is over. And I found this like a, a, a couple threads of people being like comparing your mom and dad's divorce to somebody you met on three days on Survivor. Okay. And y'all know me. I had to clap back real quick. I'm like, my go-to is what season have you played? And although it might seem like a very short time that they have spent with these people, uh, when you waking up every day with somebody for four days, like, you know, you starving with somebody, it bonds you like a no bond can never bond you. So it was really interesting to for her to describe the complexity in what she was in and how it made her feel. It just really, for me, the understanding of the gameplay and what she's at and how she is thinking for me was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was her making a difficult decision um, because both of these people she feels close to and she has to vote one of them out. And I can understand her using that analogy and I'm glad we got to see that. And we got to see her that, that other side of Shan. If you were in that predicament, 
which way do you think you would have went? Would I have voted Brad or JD? Correct. I think I would have voted Brad because of all that he had in his pockets. And I'm like, man, I just want, I want, I want those things to be reinitiated into the game. And a lot of, it's an unpopular decision because when I think about it, Brad, Brad was very loyal to her. Right. Brad was super loyal to her and to them. And to have a, a right hand man, like a trigger man that is that loyal, that has that much stuff at his disposal. Yeah, it's it's not the smartest thing in the world to 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 nix him, but I all I think I think JD I think I think I think he's going to be I don't know. I I don't know. I just I would have I would have kept him at that point. I would have. Okay. I don't know what what I would have done if I'm asking myself that question since nobody want to ask me. Um Bryce, what would you have done? I don't know. I it I don't know because I've never really had that amount of power in the game i always were coming from a brad and genie perspective and so i can somewhat resonate with brad in the sense of like jd 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 because that's like his only option uh but i mean the more i grow in this game per se i i understand the decision that they made and i can see why but what i've said since the moment that i met brad um if you remember is that like his downfall will be his openness, his downfall would be his loyalty. And like, literally, if I, I wonder how things would have played out if he did not share that information with Shan and she didn't know he had all that stuff, he wouldn't have been such a bigger target. So, again, it's like you're damned if you share information, you're damned if you don't. So it, it's like a it's the survivor complex. But so unfortunately, who went home that night? Sadly, <clears throat> sadly, Brad goes home with loaded pockets. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, okay. we'll, we'll only be able to time will tell if uh, if it was the right decision to keep JD, because, again, with this young guy who is swinging for the fences, oh. who, who knows if now if if now all these advantages are going to be back in play on their beach, will he find anything? And who knows if once there's a merge or a swap, if he's ready to, you know, jump ship or make more big moves. Right. But I, I do think that this situation and the fact that he stayed might be the humble pie that he needed to kind of like recharge his game. So again, for me this week, the player of the week, um, well, I got two players of the week. One is Xander for him just killing that challenge. Okay. The other, I would have to just give it to JD for him to be able to survive this. And I'm making him my player of the week because I want to see if this is going to humble him and recharge his game and see how he is going to play for it. Is he going to be, is he going to tighten up? Is he going to tighten up that jump shot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that jumper, but I think you're right, Bryce. I think in my case, me uh, on Ghost Island, I was served some humble pie very early in the game when my ally Morgan was blindsided. Me and Dom were shocked. And that was like survivor school overnight. We we learned a lot in that one vote. And sometimes it takes a reality check. And maybe in JD's case, it took him almost him seeing his name twice. It, it, it Maybe it took him relinquishing his advantage and getting saved by Shannon Ricard. Maybe it took all of that 
to kind of wake him up and, and, and teach him something. So we'll time will tell. The only thing that I don't like about these early episodes uh, at times is that there's just so many other people that we have yet to meet yet. Um, like when I saw the preview, I saw like um, like two girls talking. And I'm just like, I don't even think I ever really seen them interact on the show yet. So I um, I'm excited for the show to continue to move so that we can see other players. But, you know, sometimes they say when you don't see people early on, that might mean they go farther. But I don't know. Or sometimes you just don't see them until they boot episode. So I don't know. Um, but, uh, overall, wh- how are you, uh, liking this season so far, Wendell? Because I see a lot of people. Now, mind you, don't take my tweets being like, I'm confused. It's a lot. That's not me complaining. That's just me literally being like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep tuning in. I know that a lot of people are negative Nancy's out here. Like, oh, but somebody, like, well, listen, y'all can't have it both ways. Okay. When Survivor wasn't on for a year, y'all was boohooing and crying. Now it's on. Listen. Y'all need to take a note out of JD's book and eat some humble pie and enjoy what you're getting. If you lost, be lost in the sauce. Okay, that's what they want you to be lost. Like, you know, it's riveting. It's a new season. The monster. Oh, yeah. Okay, listen. Oh, I'm trying to get me a little monster. Enough. So, yeah, I'm enjoying the season, man. I'm enjoying it. We we lost a good character last night. Brad was awesome. With everything he spoke and he did, he was awesome. But I think we're going to continue to see great characters. And and I mean, we have great characters left. And yeah, I'm just excited to see where this goes. Yes. Okay. Next week, it's a date. Uh, Don't do that. Okay, Bryce. I'll see you next week. Oh, okay. Listen. Uh, if it's status ain't hood, I ain't check my phone. Better, better be straight. Be if you're looking at me, I need a soldier. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. 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 And we are back this week. Hey, with the casual tea. We are back this week. Mm, with the casual tea. We back, back this week. week. Hey, hey, with the, with ca- the casual tea. tea. Yes, we are back from another hiatus, but don't worry because you know every hiatus we always come back. I'm excited to be here with the baby boy Aman. Welcome back for another edition of the casual Tea. Yay. I've been off for a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh, I feel like I need some tea for my throat, but um, uh, yeah, oh. I've been off for a little bit. The last yes. time I was here was before I saw you in NYC. Yes. Oh my God. We actually had an opportunity to meet. I almost forgot that because I feel like I know you and I feel like when we talk, I feel mm-hmm. like in my mind, I'm seeing you. Yeah, it re- yeah, it really does feel that way. I mean, because we'd met before. Because when I saw you guys in um in Green Eggs and Green, I was about to say Green Eggs and Ham. Okay, <laughs> Green Eggs Cafe. Um, but yeah, like it didn't really feel like I was seeing you for the first time when we were there. More so, a lot of the other people that I actually did meet for the first time. But it was so cool. Thank you so much for inviting me. I got to meet so many people. You assisted me with the takeover, which I wasn't even like mentally prepared to do. But you pulled through for me and got me a <laughs> got me a cool. Uh, a cool couple cameos from everybody so that was so much fun i met so many fans of the show and i got so many compliments oh this um this guy came up to me forgot to tell you this guy it was before um everybody started filling in it was an older gentleman with his wife and he came up to me and was like oh you're a mom that does like the big brother stuff right i was like yep that's me um he's like oh yeah i love you on the show thanks so much i was like yeah thank you thank you and then he went and he sat down and then he came back over five minutes later i was with sam with sam moore and he came back over and he was like wait a second are you the Amon that does the Purple Pants podcast with Bryce too? I was like, yeah, same Amon. He was like, oh my God, I got to tell you. My wife and I love that show. We listen to it like every time that it comes out in the morning. You guys talk about so many things that I would never even think about. You guys are just so great. Like I I just, I, I can't wait to hear your opinion on so much of the pop culture stuff. Like, And I'm not even one that really cares about pop culture, but you guys got me really looking into all the things that you're talking about. And I just love hearing your opinions. And it's just, it's a life-changing show. I was like, thank you so much. That is a high praise. I have never heard someone call anything that I've been on life changing. So wow. people think like us, Bryce. Yes. Like us. <laughs> okay, they love the casualty. I think that might have been John and mind you, I'm gonna butcher his last name, Adavon or John O, I'll say. Um, I think that might have been John. Uh him and his wife were there. It was their anniversary, and uh, he reached oh, out. Yeah, I, think, I think that was him. I think he did say something about yes. that. Yeah. And he reached out and I was like, Yes, let me get you some tickets to this because I appreciate all of your support. So yeah, shout out to John and 
his wife. Happy anniversary. Um, yeah, the the event was amazing. Um, it was just a lot. I was just happy it was over because I just stressed and I just want everyone to have a good time. I don't want mm-hmm. anyone to feel like not comfortable. And so I, I tried to get around to everybody to say hello. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely fun, but it was definitely uh, I was cracking up because I was watching the takeover and I was like, child, I just took the phone from my mom because I'm like, yeah, I had to. <laughs> Please do so. <laughs> I was so like socially overwhelmed that day. normally I'm like really good with like being in big crowds like that. But I don't know. I guess it was because it was the, one of the first I think that was a part of the first like event that I've been to since COVID. So like I was just so like, oh, my God, I had to like get reacclimated with how to do everything. But shout out to you. Shout out to Wendo. Also, like I wasn't it wasn't a dig on the event when I said during the takeover with Wendo that like, oh, guys, we couldn't hear anything. That was like we were having so much fun. We couldn't hear anything. So Wendo, don't think I was trying to drag y'all like I had so much fun. It was great. And of course, you weren't going to hear anything in that bar. Everybody was talking and meeting their favorite survivors and just, you know, having a great time. So it was it was so fun. And I watched the episode the next day because I really had no idea what it right. was. Right. OK, you and me both. <laughs> you and but me both. So fun. Everybody was so nice. Yes, so hopefully we'll do it again. But we are back this week, okay, with the casual tea. And of course, anytime we gonna do a casual tea, it is always uh, some great things to uh, to talk about. And the first uh, on the teapot this week is Dave Chappelle. All right. Now, this is a interesting subject to break down, um, but I just want to read uh, something that I had found from the Black Justice or the National Black Justice Coalition is one of the several high profile organizations asking Netflix to pull the special. It's deeply disappointing that Netflix allowed Dave Chappelle's lazy and hostile trans phobic and homophobia on the air of its platform. The executive of the National Black Justice Coalition David John said in a statement to Deadline with 2021 on track to be the deadliest year on record for transgender people in the United States, the majority of whom are black transgender people. Netflix should know better. Uh, Netflix should know better. Uh, uh, Netflix should immediately pull the closer from its platform and directly apologize to the transgender community. Mm-hmm. So, so Dave Chappelle landed this Netflix deal where he, I, I don't know if it was like four or five, uh, he was contracted for like four or five comedy specials. And this closer is the last one. And each of the comedy specials, uh, Dave Chappelle has made remarks regarding the transgender community and the LBGTQ plus community that has rubbed people the wrong way, made people feel uncomfortable. And yeah, so I don't necessarily subscribe to Dave Chappelle like that like he's not one of my favorite comedians um but like you know who hasn't watched the Dave Chappelle show and like you know he is uh, a legendary comedian he's also one of the comedians that does not give a like he's one of the comedians that like says uh says things like says like you know things that could be socially wrong like you know um and so it has like you know drawn this attention there were some people there are like some tweets uh i want to read some tweets that people have reacted to his comedy special before we give our thoughts so before i even read the tweets so he's made 
transphobic statements and then in this last special he even talks about the baby we've talked about the baby and his rolling loud uh, comments and basically he made the comparison on this current special to basically be like the LGBTQ plus community like they just must have not known about the baby the baby has killed someone in Walmart, which is true, was self-defense. Um, and, bas- and basically, Dave Chappelle was saying, like, and nothing has happened to him. So if you guys think the him making comments about AIDS is going to stop his career, uh, you might want to think again. Um, and so that was a comment that he made on, like, the LGBTQ plus community, uh, specifically regarding the baby, which is just like, uh, so... Um, Trans Hollywood tweeted, we watched it. Dave talked about how disgusting trans women are, how disgusting their bodies are, and how tortured trans women are, um, and how he tortured a trans woman until she had to scream that she was human, then killed her, killed herself. Wake up. This is bigotry. You're all a part of it. Another tweeter says, nothing Dave Chappelle says changes the fact that trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary people are non-binary people. That the LGBTQ plus people should live free of harm and discrimination. He is wrong and Netflix has empowered him to be wrong loudly. Then the Glad uh, tweeted, Dave Chappelle's brand has become synonymous with ridiculing trans people and their marginalized communities. Negative reviews, negative review and viewers loudly condemning his latest special is a message to the industry that audiences don't support anti-LGBTQ. Um, if you support Dave Chappelle, this is another tweet. If you support Dave Chappelle, you don't support the trans community. And it has zero to do with freedom of speech. It has to do with the most popular comedian in the world using his platform to condemn trans people. And now five Netflix specials. How far must we punch? Hmm. So I when I like saw that Dave Chappelle's um new comedy special came out I wasn't running to watch it then I had saw all of these comments and I wanted to watch it like I wanted to see what they were talking about so I watched the special and like you know he made the the baby comment and I was like uh, I don't know if I like that and then you know he went on um to basically like talk about trans people um and he like I don't know it's a weird situation because like one do I feel like he is transphobic I don't personally feel that. I feel that he is being a comedian and saying some very inappropriate things to like to to draw points to other things. And I think one of the points that he was trying to make in uh, this special regarding like the LGBTQ plus community is that like him as a black man um finds it sometimes hard to see like how this marginalized community is able to make so many steps and how him as a black man uh, in the black community can't make as much as many steps or still feel like they're so far behind. Um, And to that point, I don't necessarily disagree because I do feel like the LGBTQ plus community as a whole has made 
like great leaps and bounds. There's still so much work to do. However, oftentimes I draw the point of being like a, a black gay man and I don't always feel the privilege of like the LGBTQ plus. Sometimes I feel like it is a white gay man's uh, community. Now that me saying that statement does not mean that I'm aligning with Dave Chappelle. I, I think that it is in very poor taste of Dave Chappelle. Um, and yeah, I... Um, in agreements with the the outcry there was a part in the special where towards the end he started talking about like you know when he was making all of these like trans comments um, that he met a trans comedian in San Francisco I think her name might have been Daphne um, and you know he said that he saw that one of the shows she came up to him and was like you know I love your specials I think that you're funny and so like he was saying that they cultivated a a relationship um, the next time that he came to San Francisco he asked Daphne to open for him for his show um, she opened he said that she bombed uh, but like you know she still stayed in the audience had a great time there was like she, he said that like she was laughing so much um, that like a heckler was like said an inappropriate comment and she commented back and like the whole room was like loving her response and basically like saying that like you know they had a, a good rapport and a good friendship and that like she wasn't offended by what he was saying she got the comedy aspect of it um, and later to learn that like you know she defended him on Twitter after like one of the specials came out and basically was saying that like um, you know she defended him and like, you know, went against the trans community, defended him like two weeks later. He found out that she committed suicide. He doesn't know the reason why she committed suicide. And then at the end of the joke, at the end of the the, the at the end of the stand up, he made another joke to say that like Daphne had a daughter and that like he started a trust fund for the daughter. And that like he would like when the daughter becomes of 21, he would like to personally uh, meet the daughter to give her the money and he wants to tell the daughter your father was a great woman that was like the punchline of the joke and like he was like and I say that to say because I know my friend Daphne would have got a kick out of it so in some weird kind of way him trying to like honor his trans friend that has committed suicide like yeah just inappropriate and the only thing that I could like relate this to and again I don't necessarily think that Dave is transphobic. I don't think that he hates the LGBTQ plus community. I think that he is ignorant in his remarks and like he wants to be funny and like, you know, show that, oh, I, I, I'm not scared of the cancel culture. Um, however, I, I am like, eh, I, I can't agree with it, Dave. And the only thing that like could come to my mind is like, say you have, you've all heard the racist pundits, like somebody being racist being like, but my, my best friend is black. Like he says it's okay. Just because one, like, just because you might meet a black person and say you okay with using the N word, don't mean a collective community. And I think that that's where Dave is missing the point. Like, oh, there may be some people that, like, of the LGBTQ plus community or of the trans community that can, like, clearly see, like, okay, you don't really mean this. However, you're making a joke, and like, you know. People say comedy is like the the bridge between like making things and like they can see that. However, just because you might have those one, two, three or four people that are like with you, there's still a whole community. There's still mm -hmm. black trans women dying every day that they still go unsolved, that when they come up missing, the police don't even look for them. They don't even care. AIDS is still ravaging through the LGBT plus community. So for you to make that joke about the baby, it's inappropriate. 
And although in your heterosexual, your cisgender heterosexual black male self, you may not get that. You may think like, well, I, I'm, I'm just saying it to bring like, away. like, no, it's inappropriate. And I like, yeah, it, it's, it, it's just sad. And, and I am glad that a lot of these people are speaking out. Um, but do I think it's going to change Dave Chappelle? Absolutely not. Do I feel like Netflix is going to pull it? Absolutely not. But I do think that it is great that they are making that comparison. Like Netflix, you should hold yourself higher to a higher standard as to him making these cheap lines. And like, you know, in the, the documentary, he kept saying like, you know, one of the things that Daphne said to him was like that, like, I'm human, like, despite it all, like, I still have feelings. And Dave was trying to say, like, I'm human, too. And Dave was like, you know, um, he again, in this special, another thing he said was like, this was the last special that he's going to do for a while and that he's not going to mention like the LGBTQ plus people or trans but basically being like you know um i won't punch down if you won't punch down you canceling somebody's like you like canceling somebody and causing their what's the word that he used or like like questioning their livelihood i.e like the baby is like he's like that's like killing them and their family so like but it's not the same and i i don't think that he gets it excuse me Oh my God! There's so much to unpack. So much. There's so much to talk about here. Um, so, I feel like I mean I feel like comedians are always going to have this cross to bear, especially now. Um, it's they have always been this way. Most of them have always been this way, where they dance around the fire and poke fun and make jokes even at the most taboo of subjects and it sort of like lightens the mood around that subject. Um, at least it should, I think in in my opinion, if you're a good comedian, I think it should. Um, but I think we're also at this like emotional apex right now, uh, involving people of color, black people specifically. And of course the members of the LGBT community, specifically black trans women, like it's there's so much right now there's there, there's so much conversation that has to be had about them because of the fact that people are finally waking up to the violence and the vitriol that they have been subjected to for so long and i think the the number one th- problem that i think a lot of cis hetero people have with trans people is like this element of deception that they think that there's that there is surrounding them they think that trans people are out to trick everybody else they think that they are out here trying to deceive people and they don't want to be they don't want to be um they don't want to got they don't want to get got they don't want to like a, a cis hetero man doesn't want to like go home with a um with who they think is a cis woman and then all of a sudden they find out oh my goodness this actually is a man and then now they think that now they're questioning their own masculinity and their own sexuality because they were attracted to a trans woman who they don't consider to be a quote-unquote real woman so now they're out here like oh my god like does that mean i'm gay because people are so attached to I don't want to say archaic quite yet because these views are very much still modern, but I think that people are still so attached to what they know and what they view in this binary world that they still people are having so much mental work to do to play catch up. And so when you're dealing with all of that, that struggle there, that very real struggle between trans people that are getting murdered for stuff like this 
And then you put it side by side with Dave Chappelle, who wants to go on stage and talk about how, and I won't repeat some of the words, because as you were speaking, I was looking at some of the the commentary that he had and some of it's very very off color it's very jarring to listen to like he pretty much describes how like trans women are like how their quote-unquote parts are so he, he, he compared it to how like you have a burger and then you have an impossible burger right like mm-hmm. how their parts are like women have parts and then trans women have impossible parts and it's very like it's I like I understand the the comedy that he's trying to go for, but I think because this is such a really really heavy subject, I don't know if I don't know if jokes help right now. At right. least, especially not jokes that are specifically dealing with their parts. Like I think that that's a very very heavy topic for a lot of trans people and I don't think that some of them might go in and you know what and and they're not all the same just how black people aren't all the same not all trans people are the same so I'm sure that that trans friend that he had might have gotten a kick out of it I'm sure that that's the case I don't know on a national scale though I don't know if when you have so many people that are that already view trans people so violently I don't know if this helps them because I think in a lot of ways it might just reinforce the shit so, I mean, I, and I don't know what else Dave said in his special. I don't know if the, if he took a moment to be like, look, like at the end of the day, I am, t- I am making all these jokes, but there are some very real issues that trans he never really trans addressed women. It. See, like if, and if you're not willing to do that, I don't know if I think that all of the criticism that you're getting is, is very justified because look, I get it. Comedy is comedy. And we're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to poke the bear. You're going to dance around the flames. I get it. I understand that, but there also has to, is there a, there's a level of responsibility that I think that there is. I don't, I, I don't think that you need to censor yourself, but I do think that you need to be very aware of like what it is that you're talking about. And if you're not a very aware of the gravity of the situation, then yeah, it, it of course people are going to have an issue with it and you have to be prepared for that because yes, and then you want to bring up the baby and how you hate this cancel culture thing. Well, the baby's ultimately going to be fine. I believe that. Like, I think that he, you know, he lost out a few gigs. Everybody canceled him for a, for 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 a little bit, but he is still very much a money making machine. And next next year, I don't think that people are really even going to give a shit. Like, they're going to go back to buying. People are still buying his shit now, so it's like uh-huh. he's going to be fine. So to to you like you attacking us because we're attacking his livelihood. It's like, well, I mean, no one deserves to be famous. No one deserves to be a celebrity. So if he loses out on that because it's something that he did, that's really ultimately on him, you know? And I agree that cancel culture can sometimes be an overcorrection. I do think, I think that, I do think that he deserved to get the backlash that he got because what he was saying out on Rolling Loud was just fuck shit. It just was. Like, it was stupid. It was homophobic stupidity. And he's not even a comedian. It was, it was just him being dumb and ignorant. And I do think that there is space for him to grow. And I don't agree with all of the people that got in Miley Cyrus's ass because she decided to extend an olive branch. As a member of the LGBT community, she decided to extend an olive branch and say, look, the baby, like, what you said was rude my dude and here's why and if you need more resources and if you're willing to learn here's something you we can have a chat we can talk about it I'm, i can send you resources and then everybody got on her ass for doing that i'm like okay well what's the ultimate end goal right because if we just want to cancel people and then that's it i don't agree with that because nothing ever happens all they're going to do is double down on the shit because they're getting attacked how are they supposed to respond if they're getting attacked 
by like by the world. Like they're not going to change. So I think that there definitely is a balance here when it comes to cancel culture. I ultimately don't think that it really gets people because I don't think anybody's really ever been canceled. Like I just don't see it happening. Like J.K. Rowling, she is still out here penning the script for the Fantastic Beasts films and people are still going to go see them because Harry Potter is such a larger than life thing that is going to continue to make her and her family money until the end of fucking time. So like no one is getting canceled here. Public opinion may change. A lot of us may have like might not view her as fondly and the same thing with the baby. You might have lost a few fans, but I don't think that cancel culture really exists. So if for that to be the focal point of Dave Chappelle's set, I'm like, okay, you already lost me, bro, because you're going to be fine. You're going to get canceled now. But and you already got you already said this shit like um, like a year ago, didn't you? He had another special like a year Uh ago where he made the same. And then here you are again (laughs) with the same. Yeah, the same thing. So it's like. Is 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 there is there really a net loss here? I don't know. Yeah, so I don't it, know if that's really the cross that you want to bear. But I just think that you just need to be more responsible with the jokes that you make, or at least preface them with knowledge about what's going on. Right, and I think that that's that more so is my issue. Like one, he was out doing a show this weekend and basically was like, "If this is what cancels like, I if this is what being cancels like, I love it." Like I again, I'm one for I get comedians. I feel like comedians have a um, they can say things that other people can't say. I feel like, and at times it's needed. However, I feel like the the point or the the point of what they're getting at should be like, you know, for the greater good, essentially. I just have trouble trying to like listening to the special last night, you know, trying to honor his late friend uh, that committed suicide that he doesn't really know the reasons why. Um, and I wondered, I go to say like how great of a friend was this person. But like, again, I just feel like it's just it's hard for me to find like, well, what is the what, what is the point of this? Like, Mm -hmm. what really is the point? Because, like, if and when you think about the trans community, if and when you think about the... And again, a lot of the times he was talking about, I felt like he was specifically talking about, like, the white LGBTQ plus community. And again, me being a black man, a member of the community, listening to his special, I was just like, this isn't making sense to me. Um, But, uh, yeah, I definitely think that he needs to take a harder look at it. Um, and he definitely should be receiving all of the criticism that he is receiving because he's dead wrong. Um, and again, like I really do feel like it fuels the people that don't like the LGBTQ plus community that don't like trans people. Um, it fuels their fire. And like, you know, and one of the tweets said like, you know, and that type of stuff that people that feel that way, that hear someone like him saying it, that may like whether the con, like if he in his mind believes that like if there was a greater good, to the context of what he's saying the person that does not like these communities doesn't and that can fuel hurt that can fuel death and I don't think that he is making that connection and I implore him to do better uh, because I literally I, I, I was on Clubhouse um, yesterday because um, I haven't been on in a while and I decided to get into a room that said the, the, the name of the room was Chappelle was right you guys just want attention and I went in and wanted to see what people were talking about because I feel there, there are a couple of trans um, black women that I follow on Clubhouse. And so every time that they're in a room speaking, I like to try to like listen to what they got going on. And um, the conversation was very it was it was hard to listen to. I think in a lot of ways it was kind of constructive, but it was also very hard to listen to because there were so many people in the room 
that were obsessed with trans people having to reveal their identity to everyone else. That was kind of like what the, the, the conversation kept circling around. And there was also a very big um, emphasis on like language and how a lot of cis hetero people um, think that the LGBT community is trying to impose language on everybody else and it's not fair for them to expect the rest of the world to catch up with them um, and it's not fair for them to be condemned for having a specific viewpoint when even even this this woman even went so far as to say like I can't believe that you guys have a pride month or a pride holiday when half of you can't even be real with who you are like you guys are out here deceiving people and that's not pride because I show up as a black woman every day I can't hide it but there are so many people there are so many of you that hide and you you now you're saying that you have a pride month and I'm like oh my god like they just they don't get the point and I'm convinced that's it's like, the point of but, pride right and again I feel like I fight this battle on so many different ends as a black man as a gay man like you know like y'all are missing the point and it's like do y'all not want to see the point do y'all not want to see other people's side like I get I just it's really frustrating um because yeah it was to the point where the conversation took a a turn and I felt so bad for the trans the black woman that was in there because she was doing her best she never raised her voice she tried so hard to make people understand where she was coming from but it, it the conversation got to a point where the murder of trans people was being justified yeah no and it's just and that's why that's why like i say quietly leave the room boop (laughs) yeah and but that's but ultimately that's why i say again that that kind of stuff that like like dave Chappelle, that is those those are the conversations that are being happened and that entire room was created because of the special that you put on netflix right and again i like yeah i I don't yeah and again this is because of you these are the things that you your words matter whether or not you feel like it is appropriate whether or not you feel like haha it's funny they'll get it like no but like uh, the problem is and especially in this day and age with like miscommunication and people like people just running with whatever it is that you're saying like you have to do better with your words like it's just yeah I I yeah because there's so many people in my life my family that have the views of like Dave Chappelle that think things are funny that things are like you know like oh like yeah but I'm cool with Bryce like no but what you said is disrespectful Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it is, uh, and yeah, he, uh, it, it's just, yeah, no, you're wrong, Dave. Like, it, you're just wrong. Um, you missed the mark. You, and, and is it worth, like, thousands of people's, of trans and LGBTQ plus people's lives for, like, for you to, to, to make a quick punchline? Like, yeah, for me, it, it's frustrating. But on to the next teapot uh, topic is Bay the Facebook, the Instagram and WhatsApp. You know, I think last Tuesday <laughs> it went down for five hours and uh, pe- people didn't know what to do with themselves. Now, I what I didn't know is because that day, you know, I actually was working. So I like, you know, for those five hours, I didn't even notice that anything was down because like I was like at work working. Um, but then I had noticed, uh, you know, I saw on Twitter, um, you know, because Twitter was still up and fine. Uh, people were just like going in about everything. And um, one, when I originally saw that, I was like, oh, this would be a great topic for the casualty because 
because it's like, you know, how much does social media really control our lives? Like, you know, the fact that these social medias were down for five hours and people were like literally losing their shit. Like that was like my topic. But then as I dove a little deeper and realized that on Monday night, the 60 minute special or the whistleblower had uh, had mm-hmm. blown the whistle on Facebook. I think Francis Hudson or Hudson um, had went in front of the a committee in Congress to basically say that um, Facebook know they're doing dirt and they don't care about it. They uh they uh they put money over uh people's well being. There were studies that like you know it, like. Facebook and the algorithms, they make young girls depressed and the suicide rate for young girls is higher than it's ever been. Um, they also say that like, you know, these uh, the algorithms are set up to actually make people angry. Because if you are angry and show more emotion, um, you are more likely to spend more time on these apps. And then, you know, we just came off of this highly politicized or highly public election with the Russians hacking in or whatever, like to our and, you know, and basically the lady was saying uh, that Facebook know more than what they say. And ultimately, it's the dollar sign that moves them. So they might say this, they might say that, but they're definitely downplaying the numbers of how things are proposed to us, uh, political things, and more importantly, like our health. And so for that interview to come out Monday night, well, her alleged all of this stuff. And then for Tuesday, the Instagram, the Facebook, the WhatsApp goes off for five hours. Now, I've read some reports <laughs> that say it was a server error. Then I also read some reports that basically said it was no server error. Uh, it definitely uh, was something that happened internally, whether it was a disgruntled employee or whether it was somebody that was deleting some data that of what Miss Francis had revealed. Because for me, it's the timing of the matter. Like, for real, for this interview to come out on Monday, and then the next day, y'all down for five hours? Mm, it's smelling a little smoky. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's very strange. I mean, I don't really tend to, I don't pretend to know anything about tech and software and the specifics of servers and data and whatever the hell. So... Uh, bitch, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, so many people, like, tried to break it down exactly what was, what was wrong. Because in the midst of all of it, like, during the third hour, because I think this might have, is, is, I think this is the longest Facebook outage in history, right? Like, uh, Facebook has, down, has been down a couple of times, but it's never been, like, five hours. Like, it, that was a long, long time for it to be down. Um, and people were talking like, oh, my God, I think like Facebook actually might be gone. It looks like someone deleted like the road, like whatever the road, the software that your computer uses to to read Facebook or the roadmap that your computer uses to get to Facebook where it is in like the cloud, the digital space, whatever you want to call it, is gone. Someone deleted that entire yeah. bridge for your computer to access it. So it's not like Facebook is just down. Facebook is gone like and so to me i was like oh oh my god like so who like somebody so somebody deleted facebook essentially like oh my god like who would have done that and i think yeah it had to have been done internally like that that doesn't just happen like Uh i mean you you have like so many people that are trying to hack into facebook every damn day like there are cyber terrorists 
literally right now trying their damnedest to get into not only like Facebook or Twitter or or whatever, but also into people's social security, into banking, into everything. So they they are having to face a constant bomba- like barrage of of people try of hackers trying to get in. And you mean to tell me that one person was able to do it real quick? And it was like an unknown person. Bullshit. Bullshit. One of y'all did that. And it might have been because y'all were trying to delete a few things. Uh, so that if you did end up getting subpoenaed to come forth with all this information that people are getting about how your platform is very harmful to the youth, maybe you deleting a few things might actually help. And that's what you had to do when you when, when you uh, deleted the server or whatever the hell. So because the fact that no one is, is no one is like taking responsibility for it none of right. like anonymous or or uh, whoever else none of these hack none of these you know well-known hacking companies are like yeah that was us i did that shit no one's coming forth right it just it's it's real fishy what are smoke it, there's fire okay and it's listen it's smoky and the timing the day like the day after like these revelations and the day of like the, there was a 60 minutes interview and then that same lady went up to Capitol oh, Hill to yes. make the testimony and then like literally the hour that she was there it goes down mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's a little funny money, and um, it's not something. And mind you, we watched the social experiments. We've seen that like documentary where you know they want you on their platform as long as possible. Like we've seen that. And I don't know if it was on Netflix or um Amazon where it's like you know the little alerts that pop up that are like, oh, I want your attention. I want your attention. Oh, we're having a sale. Oh, like you know just to get you on your phone. And it's like yeah, and the fact that they know that like you know. P- People seek perfection, okay? I I ain't above putting a filter on a photo. Like, you know, like, we all do it. And it's like, you know, for what, though? And mm-hmm. it, it's like, yeah, they act like they're like, oh, we want, like, no, but they really, at the end of the day, are about the dollar sign. Um, And, yeah, you just can't tell me nothing else. Like, I, like, I, like you, you, first of all, if I, like, walk around my house, and I've said this before, talk about flip-flops, 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 and then the next thing I know, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I don't see I all I see are ads for flip flops mm-hmm. like yeah no they listening baby they listening okay what's the name of Cardi B's first album uh invasion of privacy okay like yeah I uh but for me it's not anything surprising like I'm like okay tell me something I don't know like yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I already knew I knew long time ago when they is switch the algorithms, instead of it being like an order, they just gonna switch the algorithms to like what they think you want to see. Yeah, Instagram is crazy nowadays. I just be logging on seeing posts from people I don't even care about. I'm like, who is this? First of I all, don't follow this person, right? I, first of all, I like I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes I will see a photo and I'll be like, let me go to this person. Like, when did I start following them? Like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. So, Instagram, you know what I mean? Like, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to reveal something about. But you know what? No, I'm not embarrassed. Instagram, really, because you know how it has like a for you page. Mm-hmm. I must have liked one picture of one attractive gentleman. Uh, one and now all time. you get is these shirtless men with ads. And now all I see are shirtless black men all over my face. Listen, you it's. I'm like, what is going on? It's the weirdest thing. My uh, explore page is literally shirtless black men, Lamelo Ball, 
<laughs> what are you? Well, now you did that one to yourself. <laughs> I mean, well, I ain't mad at that. You keep you keep Lamelo coming, okay? Shirtless black men, Lamelo ball, and it's like Little Kim esque related stuff. Um, but it, it it is just really weird how like they 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 got all of those polls to know and what to like. It, it's just it's crazy. Like you would think that it's like, oh my god, it's so good, but. It, is, it can be good, but we just know that it's used for negative. Like, again, we've seen in the election time, we've seen how, like, they can create these fake Black Lives Matter groups just to, like, to implore people to be upset. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, they, and I de- they really play. They really, t- and that's what, I mean, you've, you watch The Social Dilemma, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's essentially what they were talking about, like how it really... It play it taps into a lot of the fears that everyone has, especially in this like political upheaval that we're in right now. You know, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, and you're going to see um, a video of um, some black person getting subjected to racism, and then it's going to just reinforce, oh my god, all white people are racist. Or if you're, or, or if you're someone that, uh, it, or if you're white, maybe you might go in and you might see, oh my god. Um, Look at how Black Lives Matter is trying to cancel this person and they didn't even do anything. And so then it makes white people think, oh, my God, all black people are just like they're complaining and they're making it a bigger, bigger situation than it really is. And then everybody goes home and takes those prejudices with them. And then you enter, you go back out in the public and then you have all of these preconceived notions about other people. And it's like social media is really not helping. It's really doing its best to continue to reinforce all of that bullshit not that it's not helping it's actually putting the divide greater the fact that like they filter specific political things to some people Mm -hmm. like you know it's like it's it's crazy but um yeah i just listen that's why i i try to limit my time as much on social media as possible like you know i give it a couple like maybe one two hours throughout the day but i uh i've tried to be more just conscious of just limiting my time and like actually like being more productive with myself. Um, but the next teapot question um, or conversation comes, there was this viral, um, I don't know what you're saying, like it's not photos, but there was this viral passage that had gone mm-hmm. <laughs> viral in regards to <laughs> a wedding photographer, okay? And the headline was the wedding photographer anonymous and this person, yeah, she better stay anonymous because who will ever book her again um, was supposed to be shooting a wedding um, and, you know, felt as though she was running around all crazy and did not and when was denied food and drink. So I felt like the little article uh, that she had posted, but she said a friend of mine got married a few days ago and wanting to save money asked if I shoot it for them. She writes, I told him it's not really my forte, but he convinced me by saying he didn't care if they were perfect. They were on a real tight budget and I agreed to shoot it for $250 which is nothing for a 10 hour event okay wedding photographers can get for a 10 hour event can get up to like $200,000 on the day of the wedding the photographer drove around with the bride to various locations to document the preparations before arriving at the venue and covering the ceremony and reception. It was during the reception that the grooms um, 
that the groom rubbed her the wrong way. I started around 11 a.m. and was due to finish around 7.30 p.m., she recounts. Around 5 p.m., food is being served, and I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to, the photographer, in fact, uh, I need to, in fact, they didn't save me a spot at the table. I'm getting tired, and at this point, I kind of regret doing this for nothing. It's absolutely unbelievably hot. The venue is in an old lagoon, and it's like 150 degrees Celsius, and there is no AC. Finally, the photographer had an exchange with the groom that made her snap. I told the groom I need to take 20 minutes to get something to eat and drink, she says. There... There's no open bar or anything. I can't even get water, and my two water bottles are long empty. Uh, he tells me I need to either be the photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, and being generally annoyed at the circumstance, I asked if he was sure. He said yes. So I deleted all the photos I took in front of him and took off saying I'm not the photographer anymore. And I ooh. And listen. I don't see nothing wrong. Okay. I don't see nothing wrong. Okay. (laughs) First of all, $250, that's nothing. Okay. And at the very least, if you're paying her $250. Like, you couldn't put a place at the table for her. You couldn't put her on your tab at the bar to get water. And this is your friend? And this is your friend. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, honeybee. No, no mamas. You can miss me because, yeah, absolutely not. And it's just like, you know me. I went right to the comments. And some people, uh, a a lot, the majority were basically with the photographer. They're like, absolutely. Like, you played in my face. Some people were like, well, she agreed to do it. She needs to be professional. Who's going to ever book her again? Well, listen, whoever going to book her again is going to pay her for her time. Right. All right, like this whole struggle culture, I'm so sick of it. Like everybody's always trying to say, "Oh, well, you got you got to do this, you got to you got to pay your dues." And it, in some circumstances, I understand it, but not like this. Right. It doesn't mean go and get disrespected before you can get respect. No, screw that. Like come on now. I can't eat 250. Two, like literally is nothing. And it's like literally my best friend just planned a wedding and uh yeah, like you uh, you you in a panorama. Okay? You provide the photographer a plate. You put them at like you know. You put them at the coworker table, like you know. Or like why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want them to be in a good mood? <laughs> like they're taking pictures of your wedding. This right. is supposed to be your day. You're supposed to give them whatever they want, any access to anything, and it's just like yeah. But for me, that's the I I used to, or probably currently, still subscribe to that type of petty. Deleted it right in front of you. Goodbye. Or I would have left. Y'all would have contacted me, and I would have told y'all if you would like your photos, seven thousand dollars <laughs> and a plate <laughs> and a plate. Like it's just like. And here's another thing that I, I always salmon. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want the chicken. I want the salmon. <laughs> What I um another thing that I always feel uh plagues our society is we live above our means. And 
and you know we always are trying to please others or we always trying to look like something else listen baby if you can't afford a wedding don't have it mm. okay mm. like and that's just the bottom line I ain't like why you can't go down to the justice of the peace because everybody just wants to like live like a celebrity for a day and I get it but like I mean I feel like cause I'm, I'm with you like even if I have the money I don't know if I really want the fanfare I think I would rather just have a few intimate people over and go down to the justice or maybe even like you know find a pastor go to some place really nice dress up a little bit you know have a small small quick ceremony maybe go to dinner afterwards or to lunch depending on the time of day that I get married and then I'll like I'll order out some kind of venue for the day, for the night, whatever. Buy it out, and my all of my friends, everything, and we just party all night long. Right, and that's it, and then that's it, and then you can, and then you don't like, and then I can just spend more money on the honeymoon. Right. Yeah, it's I, I. I mean, listen, I ain't in a relationship, I ain't engaged, so I don't know. So it might but, change, especially especially when I think a lot of people might go into it that way, and then you end up because you can't control who you fall in love with, and then you end up falling in love with somebody who wants the perfect wedding, and because you're in love with them, you're like, okay, I'll give it to you. So yeah, I, and another thing, I oftentimes, and again through this experience of like. I, this close experience of a wedding that I had, I often find people, uh, people's parents live through their children's weddings. Mm. Mm. And so then they, they have this expectation to meet what these parents want. And like, you know, uh, listen, if they not fit in the bill, you don't have a say. Mm. And again, there's nothing wrong with putting your wedding off. that firsthand with my, uh, okay. my sister's wedding. <laughs> listen, okay. The date, like, you know, parents act up and I ain't mad, but listen, if you're not fitting the bill, you ain't fitting to tell me what I'm about to do. And I feel like there is nothing wrong with putting a wedding off. One, it should be about the love. So if you and your partner have a strong connection and baby, you already won the prize. Okay. Like, right. you know, the wedding is just a to do for others. And so like, if you're not financially there, you're not there. Right. I think, yes, we need to normalize. And okay. And I'm talking to myself <laughs> with, uh, living in your budget. Yeah. And yeah. After so, uh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I felt that and the last topic of this week's casual tea I don't know if some of y'all will find this interesting but you know me I live for the 2000s early 2000s R&B and hip hop and one of my favorite groups besides Destiny's Child and 3LW was B2K bump 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 okay bump that's the reason why I love you Be the one. And it can Okay. Gots to be the one that you'll survive. Gots to be the one. Why'd you leave me at Christmas? Okay, no, that's my song. Okay. <laughs> Not no, the no. Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I have the Christmas album. Okay. I got pandemonium. I'm so sick of like RB Christmas songs. Like they they're literally just RB songs. They just sprinkle a little like jingle okay. in there. <laughs> Listen, but I love it because uh they uh they make it so uh um, they just make it so good. Now, what was their first single? Was it, um, hold on, wait, because now you didn't got me going to the Apple Music. Wasn't uh, it the Bump 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 song? No, that was their second single off their first album. I think that, uh, no, was it, I think it was, uh, what, is it really, uh-huh? Let me see. Oh, yes, this is. 
This aha. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I forgot about this one. Okay, get to the words. <laughs> Add some fun. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But we all know, mm. first of all. Alright, it doesn't matter. But yes, I was a B2K fan. Okay? Just say that. Okay, I might have had the posters in my room and in my dorm. Was you was you thirsting? Was you thirsting? I wasn't thirsting. I just like at that time if I liked your music, I just like I wanted your apparel. Like I wanted like I was just like, you know, and mind you, if I was thirsting, my favorite uh I think at the time my favorite B2K member was uh J Bug. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> Since then, the the B2K group has dismantled. Um, they, they alleged a lot of things. Um, it's been rather messy. One of their singers, Raz B, went over to Tokyo, was living in Tokyo for a long time, alleged sexual abuse with their manager. The other members say it's not true. They say Raz B, like Udo's. People have been dying for uh, a B2K tour. They've been dying for a B2K album. Then mm-hmm. during the, like right before the pandemic, the millennial tour came out and and it was headlining with B2K and Bow Wow. Um, and that was like the first tour. They all came together. Um, it was really great. Although we had heard rumblings okay, through the blogs and through things that the group really through the wasn't grapevine. through the grapevine. The group really wasn't cohesive. And the group really <laughs> had some issues. But, you know, the front runner, which is Amorian, Amorian has had success as a solo artist. He hasn't had the success that he ultimately achieves, he's had, I would say, C-level success as a yeah, solo. Yeah, because uh, Post to Be is a, is a bop, okay? Uh, well, his uh, Eat It Like Groceries was his <laughs> biggest song, okay? And we all know Amorian got the whole TikTok with his uh, 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 challenge going on. So, but out of all of the guys, Amorian is the one that is still currently out here working. Um, so when the panda, like when the, the pandemonium tour, when the <laughs> uh, millennial tour came around, all of the guys, they, they got back together for the check. In the meantime, um, Amorian and his baby mom, April, they had went on Love and Hip Hop LA first season. So mm-hmm. they were on and then also his other member, Little Fizz. Little Fizz was the rapper, wasn't really the singer. Little Fizz was a cute one too, but I always liked Raz. I always liked J Bug. So after they went on, they went on Love and Hip Hop. Um, Amorian was really reserved, I would say, on Love and Hip Hop. It was mostly like, you know, his mom and April drama. However, Little Fizz, on the other hand, he had his baby mom, Monice, on there. They had a turbulent relationship. And so ultimately, Next season, Amorian decided not to return. He felt like it wasn't good for his image. However, Lil Fizz needed a check. He stayed on Love and Hip Hop. So did April. And so did Monice. Uh, Lil Fizz has dated in Monice's friend circle. Just really messy. Um, so it's Very messy. Oh, my God. Okay, gets even more messier. And this is why we put it on the topic. So around the tour time, the first millennial tour time they were recording love and hip-hop and it 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 was alleged during the tour that little fizz had got together with amorian's baby mother april 
and that they Woo. were idle. Okay, talk about the drama. Okay, everybody like, no, that's not true. That's not true. April and Little Fizz are here, there, seen all together. They're doing these Instagram videos, and April's just saying, like, uh, Little Fizz is just my best friend. He's been my best friend the whole time. Then, child, the next, the season come out, and basically they're a couple living together. Like, how, like, messy is that? And through it all, Amorian. Like, and there were memes of being like, I need to be as unbothered as Amorian is in this situation. Cause Amorian never commented on social media. People were making memes. It was like the talk of the town. Really, Little Fizz and April were like, what's the word? Monetizing off of this situation that, you know, they're getting booked here and there. But Amorian made the ultimate, ultimate shady move. So they did the first millennial tour. The second one is coming, part two essentially. Part two of the tour is coming up. And this time, because B2K was headlining, it was like B2K headlined the tour. Um, mm-hmm. So this time on the second tour, baby, it's co-headlined and it's co-headlined by Bow Wow and Amorian and Aoop. So Amorian dropped the guys. He was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to, uh, I don't, yeah. And uh, Please, we know the reason why he did that. Now, I will say this. I went to the Millennial Tour right before the pandemic. An amazing show. Um, I thought I was an Amorian fan, and I would just say this. I probably will never go pay to see him live by himself again. Like, I like some of Amorian's music. Touch, you know, like, but listen, he just, it, listen, it's B2K. I wanted to see B2K. <laughs> uh, who really surprised me was Bow Wow. Like, I'd be like thinking I don't like Bow Wow, uh, but I forgot how many hits Bow Wow had. Mm. So anyway, uh, I'm just telling the story to say that. So after the season was over, April and Little Fizz's relationship ended. So what was even the point? And now the millennial... What was the reason? Tw- okay, what was the reason? Now, the Millennial Tour is back on their third leg after the pandemic, and it's still Bow Wow and Amorian. However, on one of their latest stops last week, Little Fizz came out on the stage and publicly apologized to Amorian for the stress and drama that he caused Amorian's family. Wow. Now... I have thoughts on this. One, the guys of B2K, which would be Rasby, Little Fizz, and J-Buck, they desperately want to be back on the tour. They desperately want to create another B2K album because, like, collectively, B2K was the biggest thing in all of their lives. And, like, I don't know what their financials are like now, but I definitely feel like they need that tour money or at least that album money. And I do feel like Little Fizz might have, like, publicly apologized to Amorian, but I felt like Amorian. Amorian gives me the type to be like, no, you need to do it, like, publicly. I, I'm getting I, that's just what sick I get. and tired of your empty apologies, apologies. Oh. <laughs> and so the next day after that, mind you, listen, I follow this type of stuff. Listen, like I said, I, I'm, I'm in love with the Beast 2K. Uh, Amorian, TMZ caught up with Amorian at the airport. Amorian said that he felt like the apology was needed. And he also said that B2K won't be making any new music anytime soon. <laughs> 
Amorian really wants a Grammy. That's eat, eat the booty like groceries. He really thought was going to be Grammy nominated. He really like, and yeah, it just wasn't. It was um, a hit though. It was, was a hit. It. I definitely think it probably could have been like R&B song of the year or like group or collab because it definitely was a hit. Uh, but Amorian is striving for that solo success. And I think that... Um, what Amorian fails mm-hmm. to see, just like the other guys, is that like y'all are greater together than apart. And if you really want like to get to have that number one single again or a Grammy, I feel like it probably would come from B2K. But I ain't even mad at Amorian because it's like one, not even the breakdown of the money, but even like sometimes you just don't want to deal with people. Like, and I can't like and like listen, when they were touring as B2K, Raz B missed like six shows because he went all like, you know, I just wouldn't want to be around all of that again. But I do think that it was good that Little Fizz apologized to Morion. Um, it was random that you got with his baby mom and y'all was in a group since y'all was like eleven and literally friends thought it was weird. Uh, but I just thought it was casual seaworthy because my mouth was salivating over all of the, the juice. Well, <laughs> Look, I'm glad that what's his face, what's his what's his name, Lil Fizz, apologized yes. to Amarion. Um, that's that's nice. It's nice that you know whenever you've been wronged, it's nice for people to admit that they were the one in the wrong. Um, it seems a little too little too late. Oh, okay, uh, JoJo. <laughs> all the early 2000s music is just coming out. Um, okay. It's yeah, it's just a little too late, but you know, I guess better late than never. I guess I just feel like B2K has been in their reemergence over the past five years. We just like learned so much more about what has like what went down, and like I think like the 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 biggest thing to me is just like I feel like those those kids because they were kids at the time were just sort of like just so unprotected. Like, yeah, uh, everyone I, in that era in that like yes. I just feel like they just went through so much stuff and we haven't even probably scratched the surface of it. Like, I, I, I feel like so many of us like sort of like laughed it off. Like even when rumors were coming out beforehand, cause there were like rumors surrounding B2K. Chris Stokes. Yes. Abuse, Chris Stokes. Chris Stokes and, and Lil Bow Wow too. Like there were rumors about that as well. Like, and we, I remember as a kid just like laughing it off. Like, Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. Somebody, Oh my God. They got molested. <laughs> but like they were going through some real shit and it's just like really messed up. I, although Raz B has gone off the deep end, he's done a lot of like questionable. I think he even has a sex tape out. Like he's just always been the unpredictable one. This is the one thing I will say about Raz B is that his story has never changed. Mm-hmm. Like never changed. And there had been like, you know, he's done articles and I mean, nothing has really happened, but his story has never changed throughout his crazy antics and whatever. His story has never changed. And um, yeah, like I listen, like I always say, I believe victims. Um, his story has never changed. Um, and to me, I feel like maybe the behavior is probably like the trauma, like rearing right. its head in his life. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that would be the manager Chris Stokes. If y'all listen, y'all Google and you can read stories. Uh, the other members have uh, denied anything has ever gone down. Maybe it's never gone down with them. Maybe Raz B was the victim of the group. But yeah, um, I personally. Uh, 
would like to see B2K, an album again, but I know we we'll probably <laughs> will never get it. You can't be asking for more B2K and more uh, Destiny's Child and like, you want to listen. First of all, the Destiny Child album is happening. What? Like, I don't know when. Hopefully before I'm 40, because I told you. But uh, I don't yeah, know the, when. I don't know how. Listen, beware, because it's coming. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. Uh, it's but coming. I, listen, I, I'll be so excited. I listen, I, I, okay, let me not even start talking about this. Because, uh, yeah, like, it, listen, if you listen to this podcast or this episode already, y'all know I can go on a DC3. Let me cater to you, because, baby, this is your day. Do anything for my man. Baby, you blow me away. I got your dinner, your dessert, and so much more. Baby, let me to you. I want to give my brother. My strength, my will to you. That's the least I can do. Let me gain it to you. Through the good, the bad, the ups and the and listen, don't let nobody tell you not that Michelle Williams don't have the best verse on that song. If you don't believe me, listen to Cater to You, Destiny's Child, Destiny Fulfill. Anyway, say scientific facts, baby. Okay, so listen, don't sleep on Tanitria Michelle Williams but that is going to conclude this week's casual tea thank you guys so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it Amon what you got cooking up where can the people catch you up if they want to get caught back up on a baby boy oh my god I'm so excited that big brother is over because I feel like I can like calm down a bit so like I've sort of been taking a little bit of a back seat um oh. I'm still on twitch um reading Harry Potter I'll be back tomorrow night well Tomorrow from today. We're recording on Sunday, but um, yeah, well, I'll be back um, on Twitch, but that's kind of it for right now. I'm on Twitter, of course, at Amon Adwin. I'm, at, I'm everywhere at Amon Adwin, um, but yeah, not too much going on right now. I'm kind of just chilling. I'm chilling. Okay, well, listen, protect your peace. I, listen, mm-hmm. I'm here for it, and this is your casual tea. We'll be back soon pouring some mo tea. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for.
Hi, this is Miss Barb, and I would like to share a few words with you. When your path feels dark and rigid and harsh, and you keep losing your footing and fall down, I hope you stand back up every time. And not only stand back up, but stand up taller with each fall. I hope that every cut and scrape reminds you that no fall can keep you from moving ahead and that no stumble makes the journey worth stopping altogether. I hope your scars remind you not of the times that you fell, but of the times that you rose. All of the times you stood back up anyway. My friend, I hope you always know that you are stronger than you could ever imagine. You're stronger than any fall, any break, and any obstacle that comes to you. Because when you are in a hard place, you really only have two options. Stay down or stand back up and keep marching forward. Stay down or rise. Remain or go forward. And I hope that you always remember to keep moving forward because no matter how dark, no matter how rigid the path, no matter how many falls it takes to get there, you can always find a clearing full of the shining light if you just continue marching on. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the... Freak of the week. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And listen, this is a repeat Freak of the Week. If you guys remember, almost this time last year, uh, Bubba Wallace came to my desk. He is a black NASCAR racer. And during the times when our country was at civil unrest and you know listen we were screaming and we are still screaming Black Lives Matter uh, he was one of the only NASCAR racers to take stance and uh, you know wear apparel that said Black Lives Matter and that really caused a lot of controversy around him um, in NASCAR a lot of people were saying oh he's not even a good driver he's never run a race all of this stuff but listen but you know here I appreciated it and we made Bubba Okay, freak of the week. And then even after that, his girlfriend, Amanda Carter, had DM'd me. I don't know how she found out about the Purple Pants podcast, but basically was like Bubba was so honored to be freak of the week. I said, listen, okay, the Purple Pants podcast, we out here. Okay, shout out to Amanda, because listen, she may or may not be a member of the Purple Pants posse. But listen, 
Bubba is out here making the news waves, okay? Again, when Bubba was awarded the victory at the Yellowwood 500 at the Talladega Speedway last week, okay? It was Wallace's first victory as a NASCAR Cup Series driver. And he is the first black man to win since Wendell Scott, okay? So listen, we we see you, Bubba. And of course, you know, I had to Listen, I follow them. You know, I don't really watch NASCAR like that. But if you ask me what NASCAR driver I do follow, it's definitely Bubba. He is our freak of the week. Congratulations, Bubba. Continue to do great and amazing things. If Bubba Wallace is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end to another amazing episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants podcast we're available at apple podcast spotify podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts from baby we are there my uncle pookie still got the subscription in the back of his trunk but listen when it's cold out you won't be able to get it so listen go ahead and subscribe make sure you give us some five stars write a review and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to beware of them negative spirits okay because it's good vibes only Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.